Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Friday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day it is week for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've been on the topic of setting the tone, understanding the emotional responsibility we have for ourselves and for everybody around us. And when you when we understand this, we realize that emotions are a pretty big deal. They are like I was reading somewhere recently that the emotions that we have are like a mag are a magnetic field, and your thoughts create an electric current. Every time you create these the synapses, every time your brain creates neuroplasticity. There's, you know, the, as I think it's Hebel who said, neurons that fire together, wire together, this electricity. The emotions is like a magnetic field. When somebody is emotional, there's like, a, like an electromagnetic field that, that surrounds them. You can feel it. Walk into a room and someone's angry. You can feel it. You can sense it. You don't have to say anything. You walk into a room and somebody's full of joy. You can feel it. You walk into somebody's scared. You can feel it. No one has to say something. You can pick it up. It's not only the nonverbal cues. It's, there's like a, they're emitting an energy. It's, this, isn't like, this isn't like, you know, hoo-ha. That's even a word. Can you can catch this? You can you can study it in, in very sensitive instruments. Emotional responsibility is the recognition that I'm emitting emotion. And my emotion is impacting other people. And the impact that it's having on other people is not only going to impact how they feel but it's also going to impact how they are going to deal with challenges or with opportunities because I am modeling that level of behavior. That's the concept, I think, of what responsibility is. So how do we do it? So we've been here before. It's always important to continue on. I'm reading a great book right now that speaks to this. Maybe I'll bring it in. A lot of reason why that we are emotionally charged is because of something that happened or that will happen. It's because when we go into a situation, we wake up in the morning, when we go into work, when we see a person, two things are going on at the same time. We have memory that reminds us of what we're going to feel or what we felt, let's say. We have memory that reminds us that we had to call that person when we wake up in the morning. We have memory that plays the conversation that may have happened a few days earlier. Our memory break right away walks with us wherever we go. 
especially when we see things that seem similar to that which we saw the day before or the week before. The same desk, the same spouse, the same road. When we see similar things, they trigger memories because that thing is connected to a whole slew of neuroplasticity. So when we go through our day and we come to an environment, the circumstance of those environments does two things at the exact same second. They trigger a memory, which is a thought, which then connects to an emotion. And they trigger a prediction. So as I come into work, I see my desk and it triggers the memory of yesterday. And I make a prediction. I'm going to be overwhelmed today at work. Or I'm not going to, not going to be appreciated. Or I've got so much to do and it's going to be so hard. Because yesterday it was so hard. And last week it was so hard. This person's not going to respond properly to me. Because yesterday they didn't when you went to bed. He's never going to listen to me. Because yesterday he didn't pay attention when you said, get dressed before the bus comes. I got one for you. You go, if you're, if you, if you're practicing, you go to pray. You say, he's not going to listen. God's not going to listen. Because yesterday, you didn't see your desires manifest to the world. The reason why we walk with emotion is because the emotion that we have is the memory and the prediction taking place at the exact same second. And if your memory and your prediction is not positive, you walk into your day and what you're basically doing is almost guaranteeing that your memory and your predictions are going to come true. You go to the work that you have with the, I know this isn't going to work out. You go to the prayer with the, I know he's not going to listen. You go to the spouse with the same level of emotion that you went in yesterday because that was how you calibrated the disappointment and the expectation from somebody else. You're already yelling at your child to get his shoes on before he's even really up because you know it's coming. What happens to us is that we go through life and as we go through life, our memory imprints how we feel. And then as we continue to go through life, we don't upgrade that because we can't. Because every new circumstance, which brings new opportunity, which brings new abilities, which brings new connections, we go into that circumstance with the memory of yesterday with the emotion of yesterday, with the expectation based on yesterday. So we're stuck. Because if you go into something you've never done before, you don't have any expertise. But if you've gone into something that you've already done before, and now you have a real shot at growing and being better, you bring in all your memory with it. You wake up in the morning, now you know the person that you're married to. You know exactly how to make them happy. But you're bringing all that baggage 
of disappointment and I tried and didn't work out and you shouldn't appreciate me. He didn't appreciate me. I got to do this. I got to do that. So you've got someone in front of you that you could, if your energy was turned up, if your emotions were positive, you could in- increase your relationship. You have the expertise. You've been living with this person. You know exactly what they need. You know what to say to make them happy. You know what to say to increase the relationship, but you've got the baggage. So you don't do it. You're carrying yesterday's emotion into today's relationship. But if you go into a circumstance you've never been before, you don't really know. You're learning. You may or you may not. You go into work. You know work. You've been doing this. And when you bring an emotion of excitement and encouragement and a right attitude, you grow in your work. But you've already gone through the point where they haven't paid you your bonus or the boss doesn't appreciate you. Or you've given up from thinking that it's going to be your real career. Wake up in the morning and maybe this is your chance to really connect in the deep way. We went on the trip, I said. Remember we spoke about it. We know we did on Thursday morning. You know, we did Thursday morning on the trip. It was awesome. We sat around, we, we stood in a circle. 30 guys in a circle. Seven, I don't know, seven, six forty in the morning, right? But ten minutes before dawn, right? The dawn was cracking in the desert, like you can see the, the the colors, the dark, the light. You know, it's you ever go outside before dawn on a on a on a city street? It's awesome. Picture being outside on dawn in an open area in a desert, seventy degrees, beautiful mountains everywhere. 30 guys in a desert and for about five minutes said one line prayer modani modani what that means every day you can wake up in the morning and say a prayer that you may have known or not known with enthusiasm and it could change your day but we drag the prayer that we've said or not said into the morning i've don't say that prayer. Or I've been saying that prayer and it hasn't really been doing much for me. So I'm going to blurt it out in this in half a second. You know how to do it. Why don't you do it with enthusiasm and make it real? Because when you when we go through life, we drag yesterday, the emotion of yesterday into today. And that's why each day feels like the next because we make it feel like the next. We take the emotion of yesterday, that memory, and we just cut and paste it into today. We don't approach the day with wonder. We don't approach the day with excitement. We don't approach the day with unknown opportunity. Even if we do things that are new, usually it's stressful. We like to predict our day. We like to predict how we're going to feel. We like to predict what's going to happen. Some of those interesting things that have happened to us came on days that it didn't go in the way we predicted, but we forget that. We want to stay in control.
So when we wake up in the morning, the responsibility that we have is not just because there's someone around us that we're influencing. The responsibility that we have is because we owe it to ourselves to live great lives. And we can't live great lives if the emotions of yesterday basically become the emotions of today. Our brain got smarter. Our brain learned more about the things that we're doing, but our emotions, which impact our decisions, are the same. So we'd rather have basically the same day every single day, and our emotions will not really waver much. And to come into each day with a whole new set of expectations of the same thing that we know is happening. Kids have this. Little, little kids have this. They're just enamored with the world. They get lost in a spoon. They end up playing an imaginary game with, you know, two cups at a dinner table. And everyone's like, what are you doing? And they're a little world. They just are rediscovering like cups and knives and spoons. And they make a whole little planet on their space. It annoys adults because that's not what a spoon is. A spoon is there for eating, not for playing. This great research done by Sir, or he spoke, I don't think he did the research, but he spoke about it in his famous TED talk. I don't know if you remember the, the work by Sir Ken Robbins, Robinson. Robinson, I think. This is great research. He took little kids in kindergarten and they gave him a paperclip. And they said, come up with the uses of a paperclip, anything. Be creative, whatever the use that you think it could be. Doesn't have to be just anything. And they created a scale. One to 15, you're considered to be, you know, average in creativity. You can get a paperclip and come up with 15 uses. You turn it, you open it, you know, you expand it, whatever it is, you, you know, 15 to 20, you know, above average. 20 to 50, you know, great. 50 to 100, you're, an, you're a genius in creativity. 100 uses of a paperclip. So they went to kindergartners and gave them a paperclip and they had to guess. And these kids came up with dozens and dozens and dozens of things. And they went into these kindergartens and they tested the kids across all spans. And they came up with the number that 98% of the kids that they tested in the set, 98% of the kids that they tested in the set scored genius level creativity. That's basically all children have an innate genius for creativity. And they followed the kids. And you know where this is going to go. Elementary school, it drops to 80%. High school drops to 30%. Adulthood drops to 2%. And the same kid at kindergarten that came up with 100 uses and scored 98% of creativity, that kid, when that kid became an adult, 2%. It was a flip. As Ken Robinson said, he said it perfectly. Why? Because as you get to school, they teach you, there's only one answer, and it's in the back of the book, and don't look until the end of the test. There's one way. A fork is used for eating. That thing is not real. That marriage is going to be what the marriage is. 
that kid is never going to be more than I know that kid. We take yesterday, we predict it tomorrow, and along the way, we lose all the imagination of what's possible today. Kids don't have that because they don't have that memory. Their memory isn't as developed as us. Two kids get into a fight in class, go to a kindergarten class. They fight over some toy. You think it's going to be like World War II with the families? The next day, mom, the moms don't talk. The kids are best friends. They don't have that memory that holds on to the emotions that gets attached to friends. So the next day, it's weird and awkward, and then weird and awkward, and then a month later, you don't talk, and then you got to talk why you don't talk, and the whole relationship is gone. They don't attach it. So the next day they see that same kid, but without bringing past into the kid and predicting what today is going to be like, They're like, hey, what's up? Let's play. So the, the, the shame is that we become adults. So our brains get smarter, but our hearts, they sit, get dumber. Our hearts don't realize that every day is a new day. Every day is an opportunity. Every, every moment is filled with, and I'm not saying because I know this, I'm saying because I'm reading this. I'll bring in the book. Hopefully next week we'll talk about it. It's very powerful. I want to thank Ron DeSpector for sending it to me. There's a few gifts I like more than books. Coffee cups and books. It's a powerful concept. Ask yourself, Think about your day today. How much of today did you bring in from yesterday? How much of your mind is spent on yesterday or on predicting tomorrow? Or predicting five minutes? How much of our attention do we spend just being here now and being ready and willing to take things that we know mentally, but be open to them emotionally? set the tone at a higher emotional level. That's the difference. All right, we'll talk about it. All right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Shabbat shalom. God's help, we can't wait to see you again on Monday. Have a great weekend.